Because of unruly airline passengers, flight attendants are training in self-defense. Hobby Lobby has to forfeit its Epic of Gilgamesh tablet. And bring your house and share your spouse. A swingers trailer park is opening in Louisiana. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy. Thanks for joining me. Let's go. Flight attendants are training in self-defense because of unruly passengers. Yeah, if you've been paying attention to the news in the past year or two, you've noticed a spike in unruly passengers, I'm sure. Maybe you've even witnessed it on a flight yourself. <laughs> Lots of people getting thrown off flights. I nearly covered a story recently where a woman had to be duct taped to her chair because she kept trying to open the door and exit the plane. <laughs> it's like, lady, you can't open the door. We're flying. And they duct taped her to a chair. You need training for this sort of thing. So flight attendants are stepping up the game, it looks like. In Miami alone, the Transportation Security Administration plans to train hundreds of flight attendants this summer and fall in self-defense skills. They're restarting the half-day course that they first developed in 2004, but that was recently put on hold due to the pandemic. The skills include how to strike, stomp, and subdue a violent attacker. Oh, my favorite verb in there is stomp. <laughs> We're going to teach you how to stomp an unruly passenger. <laughs> yes, our self-defense class includes how to choke out a Karen. <laughs> Great. Uh, they're teaching them basically how to subdue a violent attacker, a scenario that these flight attendants say that they hope they never have to encounter. Amid the return to air travel this year, the number of unruly and violent passengers is increasing. More than 100 incidents were reported to the Federal Aviation Administration in the last week alone for a total of more than 3,600 incidents so far this year. That is a ton of violent passengers. Now, these flight attendants are taught a very specific set of de-escalation techniques to handle difficult passengers, such as sleep. Uh, these passengers might act up over a tray table or uh, something to do with their suitcase that won't fit in the bin. And, of course, there's always the masking regulations. The customers do not like to wear masks on planes, and that has led to some stories that I've come across. They say the defiance and violence that accompanies this return to travel is testing all of these skills. Instructors taught a range of skills from a defensive stance to blows that can be delivered on a would-be hijacker desperate to commandeer the plane. Ooh, they're learning how to take down a hijacker as well, or a terrorist. This is fascinating. One particular instructor likes to use a mannequin to demonstrate a last resort method of going at an attacker's eyes. <laughs> Here's a quote from the instructor. You are going to possibly die on this plane. You need to defend yourself at all costs. Take out the eyes. <laughs> They're teaching them how to just rip out someone's eyeballs. Oh, these flight attendants, are they're, they're getting tough, man. Why don't you just give them all tasers and bear mace? I mean, you can't actually spray bear mace on a plane because that would affect all of us. But I think tasers are a good thing to have. Just keep it right under their little hat. <laughs> Tase a Karen or two. It says here, most encounters on planes 
with unruly passengers never rise to the extra level, but the Federal Aviation Administration's summaries of more than 40 onboard incidents in recent months show the brazen descent flight attendants are tasked with addressing. In one instance, the FAA claimed that a passenger, quote, tried to open the cockpit door, repeatedly refused to comply with crew members' instructions, and physically assaulted a flight attendant by striking him in the face and pushing him to the floor. Um, after crew members crew members restrained the passenger in plastic handcuffs. He freed himself from one of the cuffs and struck the flight attendant in the face a second time. Yeah. About three quarters of the incidents reported involve passengers violating or repeatedly defying the federal requirement to wear a mask when on board a plane. Another common theme is alcohol, so much so that many airlines have withheld alcohol service on particular flights. Yeah, these flight attendants are finding their jobs harder than ever and more dangerous than they ever anticipated. Conflicts are rising very quickly these days. Everybody's tense. So the training is absolutely necessary. Yay! Hobby Lobby's $1.6 million Epic of Gilgamesh tablet has been forfeited. Why does the Hobby Lobby have an Epic of Gilgamesh tablet? I'm very curious why they would buy this. Is it on display in their stores? Are they... Are they selling it? What is? <laughs> how did they get a hold of an Epic of Gilgamesh tablet? There's probably only like two in the world. <laughs> like, what is what is with these hobby chains and their historic clay tablets? Is McDonald's doing this? McDonald's is like, yeah, we yeah, we purchased the Shroud of Turin. We're gonna wrap our Big Macs in it. <laughs> it seems very strange. Let's get into the story here. A 3,500 year old clay tablet purchased by the Hobby Lobby for $1.6 million has been forfeited to the United States. The tablet, which bears a portion of the Epic of Gilgamesh, a Sumerian poem considered one of the world's oldest works, originated in the area of modern-day Iraq and was illegally transported to the U.S. in 2013 and again in 2014. A false provenance letter was used to sell the tablet several times before Hobby Lobby purchased the item from an auction house in London. The Gilgamesh Dream Tablet was seized by law enforcement agents from Hobby Lobby's Washington, D.C.-based Museum of the Bible in 2019. Wow, they have a Museum of the Bible? I had no idea. That sounds like a hoot. <laughs> Where do I get a ticket to the Museum of the Bible? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to go there. Let me drop a tab of acid and give me my vape pen before I go. I'm going to need it. <laughs> the Epic of Gilgamesh Tablet. Oh, no! It was probably one of the main attractions of the Museum of the Bible, because my, my guess is there's not a lot of cool shit in the Museum of the Bible. But a 3,500-year-old Epic of Gilgamesh tablet's pretty damn cool. Now, apparently, a complaint was filed, and the prosecutors say the 5-by-6-inch tablet is actually considered the property of the Iraq government and shall be returned. The arts and crafts company cooperated with the investigation. Representatives from Hobby Lobby did not respond to a request for comment they're probably pissed off about their 1.6 million dollar investment though and i wonder if they're going to get it back from the auction house probably not uh, they're probably out on this one but they got they have plenty of money it should be no they can buy other clay tablets from around the world we got a history of the tablet's journey here. It says, uh, the government's investigation uncovered that in 2003, a U.S. antiquities dealer purchased this tablet from a family member of a coin dealer in London. The item was dirty and unreadable at the time and was transported to the U.S. by International Post without declaring formal entry. The tablet was then cleaned and determined to be a portion of the 
Gilgamesh epic. In 2007, the antiquities dealer sold the artifact with a false prominence letter that stated the tablet had been inside a box of miscellaneous ancient bronze fragments that were purchased in an auction in 1981. That false letter traveled with the tablet as it was sold several times in different countries, according to the investigation. Eventually, a London auction house sold the item to Hobby Lobby in a private sale in 2014. Uh, and the uh, But the forfeiture of the Gilgamesh dream tablet demonstrates the department's continued to commitment, continued commitment to el- eliminate. Oh, I can't even get through this, guys. One and two, and continued commitment to eliminating smuggled cultural property from the U.S. art market. Uh, they're trying to thwart smuggled goods by seizing and forfeiting ancient artifacts, uh, and oftentimes sending them back to the country where uh, they were created. Uh, and I think that's a that's a good thing. We should also do this with a, with a lot of wild animals as well. I would say a lot of wild animals that need to be put back into the jungle. Yeah, there's a lot of wild animals uh, <laughs> living in basements in Texas that probably should be. I bet your Hobby Lobby has several wild animals as well. They should be forfeited. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bring your house and share your spouse. A new Swingers trailer park is opening in Louisiana. If you're looking to spice up your love life with an outdoor experience, there's a new place for Swingers opening in Mamou, Louisiana. It's called T-Boys Swinger Trailer Park, and it's getting attention as it's getting ready to swing into southern Louisiana. Their motto is hilarious. Bring your house and share your spouse. Here's a quote from someone named David. You can come to Mamou for many good things, I tell you. This is going to be one of them. Uh, David is the man behind T-Boys Swingers Trailer Park. Yeah, David had a dream. <laughs> Let me combine his favorite things. A swingers club and a trailer park. He's opening it for couples into swinging. And he says the swinger community is surprisingly bigger than you may think. It's bigger than most will even know. Live free and don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of the swinger lifestyle. There's a big community of swingers. I think a bunch of them aren't shy. The ones that are shy, hell with them. You know, you should roll with it. It's a good thing compared to most things. (laughs) That's right, David. It's a good thing compared to most things. Since putting up the sign where the swinger park is going to be opening, David says he's gotten some calls from swingers across the country. Yeah, we got some calls from Pennsylvania. We We got swingers calling. We got swingers from Arkansas. All around... Acadiana, all around Mamou, Ville Platte, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Slidell. We got text messages from swingers all over the country, man. It's mind-boggling. All these swingers are just reaching out, man. They like trailer parks. They like swinging. They want to be part of the trailer box, swinging, swinging, good time. That's right. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Swinging, swinging, swinging. David says he's getting so many calls he can barely keep up with them. I'm getting them. So many. <laughs> so many swingers be calling me. They're trying to get on my date. Uh, most of them call or just or text just to see if it's real, he says. Just to see if somebody's going to answer because they'll say, oh no, nobody is there. It's not a real number. Uh, 
Yeah, they, I guess they, they can't believe that you would combine a trailer park and a swinger club, but believe it, man. Uh, most trailer parks are just swinger clubs on the down low anyways. It's just like no, nobody has boundaries in these trailer parks. Everybody's just sleeping with everybody. It's like, <laughs> uh, right, I assume. I've never lived in a trailer park, but I'd imagine that's how it's going. All the cousins are getting together. You know, everybody knows this. Yeah, keep it in the family. Now, the sign for the swingers community says you have to send a picture of your spouse for approval. But David says, that's not real. That's just a joke. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a gag, you know, to kind of ease up the people and just to create a sort of funny vibe. You know, people went further with it, as you can imagine. We got many pictures and many phone calls, many texts, voicemails. It's unreal, man. It's unreal. Everybody's just calling and sending photos of their wives and stuff. It's crazy, man. David says he has messages from haters as well, as you can imagine. Well, you know, it sucks to be them, those haters. There's no reason to get angry at anybody for their preference. They're not out here hurting nobody. Nobody's selling drugs around here. People just want to have a good time, man. Enjoy themselves the way they want to. That's perfectly what it is. They just want to have a good old time at T-Boy's Swinger Trailer Park, man. What do you care, bitch? Just leave it mind your business, man. David says the grand opening for T-Boy's Swinger Trailer Park is set for Memorial Day weekend 2022. When it's finished, the site will have a nude pool, a nude yoga stadium, a strip poker hall, and a key party cabana. He says you'll have to look up a key party to find out what that one is. Yeah, Dave, we all know what that is, okay? It's not, although it's not 1980, we still kind of know what that is. <laughs> David says you could choose to live at the trailer park, but he's designed it to operate more like a campground where swingers can come for party-themed weekends. Oh, you come and pitch a tent if you want to. At T-Boys Swinger Park. Are you guys psyched in Louisiana? I know what you're doing Memorial Day weekend, guys. Gonna just drag your trailer over to a new property and have a swinging old good time. Hey, how about that? Hey, everybody. Thanks for being with me today. Hope you enjoyed the stories. I want to thank everyone who sent me stories. Uh, you can always do so to my email, funnyjones at gmail.com. And you should do so in preparation for tomorrow's show because it's going to be Friday and we're doing Florida Friday, of course. Any weird news from the past week from our favorite state, Florida, if you come across it, just send it on over. Uh, you can send it to the email or you can even put the link in my Instagram, at funnyjones. You can tweet it to me, at Funny Jones as well. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. And uh, if you want to support the show, you could uh, always tell a friend. Uh, I find that uh, a lot of people out there are kind of just getting familiar with podcasts. And they're always open for suggestions for new podcasts to try. And so, Weird AF News. Yeah, don't be shy. Recommend it to a friend. I'd appreciate that very much. If you'd like to support the show with a couple bucks, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, where in addition to getting that good feeling, knowing that you're supporting a five-day-a-week news show that records in a closet, you can also get some extra Weird AF content that I put in there every week. So you get some extra stuff to keep you busy. If you're looking for Weird AF entertainment and you love the show, then you'll enjoy the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, or go to weirdafnews.com.